Well, good morning. Welcome to Q&A. So this is your opportunity to text in questions from the service this morning. And Doug and Bill are going to be joining us shortly. So it's not just going to be me this morning, but in case you're wondering, the number is up on the screen. You can text in your questions about the service or about the Red to Green initiative. We'd love to hear your questions about that, have an opportunity to answer them. And also watching online, we would love for you to engage and participate with us in this project. And so you can actually buy a Bible for each member in your household through our website. So on the homepage, you'll see um, an icon there for red to green or cfcjacks.com slash red to green. It's the number two. You can even find out more information about the project itself. Um, if you want to go through that, there's also a link for Joshua Project. They have a lot of great resources and further understanding uh, the, the concept and the description of going from red to green. So I would really encourage you um, to check that out this week um, to, and consider today buying a Bible. It's really an exciting opportunity. If you have further questions about the project, whether it's about prayer points, we have some on the website there that you can begin to pray over. And over time, we'll be updating the body and sending out more prayer, uh, prayer points for you. Or if you have questions about a trip, about going, you can email us at info at cfcjacks.com and we'll be able to get information back to you about the opportunity to go um, and participate with our CFC East team in Shamar. So really be a great opportunity. I encourage you to go check that out this morning. And so we have our guests joining us this morning. We've got Bill and Doug here. Uh, super exciting morning. Really yes, exciting. Is. Even though it may be chilly outside here, it seems like we've got a lot of people really engaging out in the courtyard, so that'll be fun. Really cool opportunity. So we actually have some questions that have come in. Already came in? Yeah. Good. Start and start. Yeah, so we'll, <laughs> let's go. So we'll get started. But if it sparks something in your mind for another question, please feel free to send it in, and we invite you to do so. Um, so first question here. Um, I'll put this to both of you, whoever would like to answer first. Um, are you saying that God can't save an unreached person? I'm then perhaps that's, in, that's all it says, perhaps in reference to yes. sit, to preach. Yeah, if, if somebody's unreached— uh, I think maybe the question is, can God not save somebody who hasn't heard about Jesus and sobering truth? Yes. I mean, he, he, they, no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I know that what that does in your heart. In fact, the definition of that person is that we call them in mission terms a heathen. A heathen is someone who's never heard about Jesus. Uh, Doug and I admire a guy named Robert Sue McQuilkin. Mm -hmm. He was a former... Uh, president of CIU, and he was speaking at a large conference on missions up in Urbana years ago. And there's two or three hundred college students in this room, and he was making this point: we've got to go to the unreached because if they don't hear about Jesus, which is the point of what Doug sure. was teaching, they'll go to hell. And from the back, as soon as he said it, this college student yells, "That's not fair!" Yeah. And as soon as he had said it, and this is Robertson McQuilkin, he's always quick. He goes. That's what God says. God says, that's not fair. I've given my people 2,000 years to go and tell them, and they still haven't done it. That's not fair. And God's heart is bleeding that that's not fair more than it does to us. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Just 100%. It's the scripture says it's only through Jesus. So we want to think 
oh, there's got to be another way. But I don't think I could have, I don't know how I would have made it more clear today. Jesus said, don't sit at green lights. Go, 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 go. Why? Because only, I'm the only one who can save. And you can't be saved if you don't hear. Yeah, it's a powerful image as we it look is. through the map of the Joshua Project, and you actually see those colors mm-hmm. and how they're spread about. You know, you talked about stirring your heart and changing your heart, and it's, it is sobering to see that. Um, and out in the courtyard here, we'll have to post some pictures on social of the, the banners of the names. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually one up right now as an Insta story as they started to put them up. Yeah. But when you see the length and the breadth of the amount of unreached people groups, it really is, it's overwhelming. It does something to my Perfect. heart. Yeah. For the person who asks the question or the person who wrestles with that, a good passage for you to actually go to in the scriptures and wrestle through is Romans chapter 1, beginning in verse 18 through the end of the chapter. There is answering that question of, but what about those who have never heard? And Paul defines the argument that they are without excuse. And so um, the scripture answers that hard question. So we have another question that's come in. Um, You said you can't be saved except by the name of Jesus. My question is, what name? He has many, many names. Can I only know the name Great Redeemer or Good Shepherd and be saved? How about Paul saying man is without excuse? Uh Um, God has... God Christ has revealed himself to everyone. So it seems a very specific question about the name. With yeah, I'm glad to answer that. Uh, the scripture, uh, well, Romans, the one, uh, Romans chapter 10, whoever will call upon the mm-hmm. name of the Lord. So uh, no other name but Jesus. So let's not get too narrow in thinking that, oh, it has to be the name Jesus. No, uh, you might not know the name Jesus, but the person and work of Jesus that is the gospel. They cannot believe unless they have heard the gospel. And so it, there's not a, well, a person trusted in the Lord, but they didn't say Jesus. Hmm. Well, the Lord is Jesus. And so I, I just want to make sure, yes, it is Jesus of Nazareth, who is the Messiah, who is the Lord, who died a substitutionary death and was raised from the dead. But if you're saying, do they have to say the specific name, Jesus? No, we're not saying that it has to be that exact specific name, but it is the person and work of Jesus. Yeah, if, if a child, their parents refer to Jesus all the time as Christ, and because of that yes. culture they have, and Christ, I want to give my life to you. I'm so sorry for my sins. We yeah. wouldn't go, ah, don't count. Yeah. We would mm-hmm. say, yes, they're talking to Jesus. Right. Lord, save me. Yes. Right in the text. Lord, save me. And he answers that. Right. Absolutely. Uh, So next question. Um, To go on a trip, do you have to have experience in missions? I've never Mm. been, and frankly, I'm a little scared. It's a great question. (laughs) Yep. You don't have to have experience in missions. You do have to have a passport. (laughs) (laughs) There is that. Yes. And they take a while to get, so you might want to start working on your passport. But uh, we're going to—there's nine hours of training that we do— before someone can go with mm-hmm. us. And so it'll be training on how we share Christ or Jesus with them and, uh, and how, to, how to use your interpreter. There's a, there's a long training for it. So we have been committed for as long as I've been at Christian Family Chapel not to send somebody on an airplane 
that hasn't been trained to do what they're going to do when they get there. Yeah. And, and I want to add to this because this hasn't been specifically defined. So I might get kicked off the island for saying this. <laughs> but if we have 80 to 100 people over four years who want to go and we have 300 people who actually want to go to fill those slots, how are we going to decide? If I have in front of me two folks who say, I want to go and, I, and we both have passports, one of the defining realities is, yes, we will train but I will always be asking the question, are you sharing your faith here? Because mm-hmm. we don't just go elsewhere to share our faith. Sometimes we think, oh, it's, it's hard to share here. I'll go share elsewhere. Uh, in the text, the, the, the four texts, five texts that I shared this morning regarding what we would call the Great Commission, he always, Jesus always starts with where you are. So I, went on only, I not only want to say, uh, get a passport. I want to say, get practice in sharing the gospel with people now. Get practice in confronting your fears about speaking up now. Get practice answering questions now. So share the gospel now with the people that God has placed around you now so that when you go, it will not be some foreign experience experience of doing it'll only be a foreign place in doing but not a foreign experience in doing so yes yeah, that's very clarifying leapfrog yeah and not share the gospel here but share the gospel there and they leapfrogging over right yeah jerusalem make- start in jerusalem yeah. where you are then judea samaria the other most parts of the earth that's a good point i've had a question just come in you mentioned several times that we will be partnering with this team for the next four years. Can you elaborate on why four years and what CFC's role will be beyond those four years? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, we picked four years because we think that's a good amount of time for initiative before we're ready to start another one. And we'll see what the Lord does in that four years. Um, and with the strategy that we have hashed out for dozens and dozens of hours really seems like if the Lord works, um, we can move the Shamar people group of seek persuasion from red, at least towards green. Mm -hmm. Man, can you imagine the Gatorade we're dumping on each other? if (laughs) They're over 2% in four years time. Yep. It's, it's quite frankly, there's a couple of um, numbers chosen that aren't directly out of scripture, but the principle comes out of scripture. So, where did the Joshua Project people come up with 2%? That's not in Scripture. Where did we come up with four years? That's not in Scripture. In fact, our partner would probably say we're a little crazy to say, uh, can this happen in four years? It can't, uh, apart from a supernatural work of God. That's partly what stimulates big prayers, bold prayers, that, Lord, would you do not just uh, the systematic and the predictable, but would you slay giants here, move mountains? Would you win in significant ways people? The biblical principle is this, though. You see in the book of Acts, the apostle Paul going to a city. He didn't think necessarily unreached people groups then. He went, this city doesn't have the gospel. He went to that city until there were people who believed and they were discipled enough to begin to be a church and have spiritually mature men who would be elders in that church. Once there was a church, Paul moved on. 
to go, he says in Romans, to go where the gospel has not yet gone. Well, what about all the other people in that city? And I think Paul would say, church, reach them. Go get them. Yeah. So some people would go, well, there's all these people in Jacksonville. There's all these people in Florida who haven't been reached, who don't yet believe. Why are we going to India? I'll tell you why we're going to India. Because there are churches in Jacksonville who God intends to reach this city. And there are people across the world who have not had opportunity to hear. And when it comes to the heart of God, I think the church is to reach the people within the region that we are placed in and to then take the gospel, send people to take the gospel where it has not yet. So he planted a church and he went to a new people. We, by God's grace, want to be a part of, in four years, the church being formed then so that there are hundreds and hundreds of local churches of Shamar people of Sikh persuasion who have on their heart to reach by their neighborhood, what we would call, and their bless initiatives to reach their people. And Lord willing, four years from now, we'll be sitting at this table and go, God has blessed us with resources and lessons learned in the past four years that we have a new people group that, by God's grace, will be a part of turning red to green. So that's the biblical model. That's what we're after. So we might be changing Shamar in four years, but we're not changing Jacksonville. We're going to be always working on Jacksonville because we're here. We hope we're changing Jacksonville. Yes, (laughs) yes. We'll be targeting Jacksonville. Yes. That's long-term plan. Yeah, continuing. Yes. Absolutely. Let's just not, on behalf of Ben, let's just not dump Gatorade in here. (laughs) I don't think you're thinking of Ben. I think you're thinking of you. (laughs) Equipment. Yeah, so I I just, just yeah, I, I hope that what we hear is this continual desire to impact locally and globally. And too often churches uh, make a choice. Mm -hmm. So I've been a part of a church that's been largely absent locally and heavily engaged globally. And I've been part of churches that are heavily locally and basically absent globally. And I don't think if we're followers of Jesus that we get to make that decision. I think the heart of God is that we would be the church locally reaching the people that God is around us and that we would be part of his global mission. So it's both and not either. Hey, or. With the verses you shared today, I don't see how you can get there any other place. No. But because it feels too big, you tend to churches tend to pick one of them. And it's hard to keep all that's on the heart of God. It's hard to keep all of that at the top of our hearts. Stuff starts falling off the table and we just don't want local or global to fall off the table. Absolutely. This is really exciting. Uh, so we had a question come in about the Bibles. Um, it said, are the Bibles translated for the Shamar people, or is English common in the area? And secondly, huh. um, they asked for the QR code to go up again. So if you're looking for the link, you can find it on our website. Or if you're watching through our website on Church Online, there's actually a button in the upper right that says Buy a Bible. You can click there. So we have all of that online. If you still can't find it, though, or have questions, just email info at cfcjacks.com. But Bill has one of the Bibles here. I do. And if Doug were to try to preach out of this next week, he would have great <laughs> difficulty because— It would be a very short sermon. Yes. <laughs> they speak their Punjabi and Hindi, and so you can't read these Bibles, but they can. Yeah, and not so, English. Right. Not English. 
Five dollars is such a great deal for a Bible. It is. And it's this exact type. Yeah. Everything is the same. But I love the fact it's not a Bible campaign right now. It's an all-in campaign. Mm-hmm. So I hope you heard that. Bill said that like three times. I want to say it again. You're watching online before midnight. Will you go, hey, I wasn't there, but I am there in terms of wanting to be a part of this. You signify that by $5 per person who's in buying a Bible. And put a name down for each person it represents yes. in your family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's really exciting. Um, and someone just asked, so how will this impact the current commended missionaries, some of who are in unreached people group areas? Uh, I think they're going to be encouraged by this. We have gone to our missionaries and said, hey, we have a new initiative, but it's not a replacement initiative. It's an in addition initiative. We are excited about what you guys are doing. And so we actually gave them a great uh, love offering at Christmas because of people's generosity. And we also increased their support from the church. Uh, and part of that's just signaling, man, we love you guys. And this has been uh, part of our DNA. When Denise and I, back in 1998, were looking for a church in Mandarin, we wanted some place that taught the Bible and was excited about missions. And so this is how we chose Christian Family Chapel, because they're excited about missions, and uh, we love our missionaries. And so in no way, this is good to say, in no way would we want somebody to quit supporting sure. their missionary and start on the India Initiative. No, this is in addition yeah. to our missionaries. In fact, why don't you raise their support? Some of them need it right now. Yeah. It's not either or locally, globally, and it's not either or commended missionary or Shamar People Group. We are asking for those who are not senders to become senders in this regard and those who are senders to go. I want to be involved in this. I actually uh, started leading in missions in 1997, and we definitely discovered that our commended missionaries greatly benefited as we got engaged in even more of what God was doing in the world. So this is not taking away from them at all. We think this will overflow onto them. And it reminds me of that conversation you gave me a year ago. Bill, let me be clear about what a mission pastor does. Raises new goers and new senders. If we can get the whole church to be senders, that's a win. But, man, we're excited about some of the people coming down the pike. Uh, We have some great committed missionaries, but— we're going to have some new additional ones also. Right. So you're going to be loving them. We'll let you know at the right time. Sure. Super exciting. Well, we really appreciate you joining us this morning. And before we go, just wanted to give an additional reminder. If you're joining us online, we would love to meet you in person and to have you come join us on campus sometime. Um, it really would be a privilege to do that. And if you ever have questions about what that looks like, um, please let us know. You can call the church or, again, email at info at cfcjacks.com. We'll be happy to answer any of your questions. Um, and we also have the Connect card that can be filled out as well. So we would love to meet you in person. Could someone that's been watching online, uh, we're going to do everything we're doing outside with all the food and the tables. Could they get in their car and come after the next service? Absolutely. Yeah. Plenty Absolutely. Plenty of parking spaces. Plenty of, I think there's going to be plenty of food. So chai tea. Chai tea will warm you up. So cold's not a reason. <laughs> so feel free. What's beyond chai tea? What, what more than chai tea? We have more than tea out there. Oh, we have the desserts. We have the mm-hmm. hot food bar, some uh, buttered chicken and rice. And so, uh, and there's, there's coffee for the non-chai tea drinkers. <laughs> so, and then we have the tables for giving for the Bibles. We have tables mm-hmm. for the, uh, if you want to be, make sure we don't forget you on a trip. And then there's the wall to just mm. go and explore. And, it, man, it does something to your heart. 
So put a yeah. jacket on, put your long johns on, and come on up if you want. And at the go table are folks who have gone, correct? So you could go. Yes. Uh, people on last trips. Tell me, about, tell me about that. Yeah, there's people who have actually done the trip mm-hmm. that you could hear from that might give you some clarity. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It was so fun to have you join us this morning, Bill, and appreciate it as always, and hope you guys have a really blessed day. And remember, let's go all in. So get online and get that Bible for each person in your family. We're really excited. By midnight tonight. Midnight tonight. (laughs) Thanks.